Hi everyone, it's Robin. Um, just so you know, this episode was recorded a few weeks ago. It's actually um, The Lost Tapes. It's the episode that for some reason we weren't allowed to um, broadcast earlier on, but we're allowed to broadcast it now. Um, so it's a bit out of order. Um, some of the references might be a bit old. I can't really remember. Um, hope you enjoy. Bye. <laughs> Hello. 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 This is Here's a Crazy Story, a podcast where we tell crazy true stories. Oh, from the overtake, where we tell crazy true stories. Mm-hmm. I'm Robin. I'm Abby. And I'm Rick. Um, we right. have, yeah, for the first Panic time. We do it. Time. I just need to write time. it on a piece of paper so I can read it. I can read it good, but I'm not going to do it. We've had an email from a listener. Mm-hmm. Oh. What yeah. if he's old Dr. Exciting. Sir then? <laughs> Please um, stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please, you're scaring my children. Give us um, £10,000 and we'll never do this again. That's a that's good a, deal. That's, yeah. a deal. that's a good deal for everyone, yeah. really. <laughs> we'll ransom the no listeners. Yeah. <laughs> that situation. Um, okay, so it's from, a, it's from a gentleman called Michael Sells, who lives in Leeds. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the setup for a joke. Like, yeah. oh, what does he sell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been. I, I had all day to think of that joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Um, so I won't read. The, oh, come on, then, I'll read the I whole won't thing. read it. I won't <laughs> read the email. The end. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <We've got> it. <laughs> it's between me and Michael. Um, he said, I hope you don't mind the unsolicited email. Well, we, we always try we to don't. solicit emails. Yeah, we did solicit emails, yeah. actually. Uh, so yeah, actually, yes, fine. it's yeah. solicited. Um, as a follower of The Overtake, I've been meaning to drop you a line for a while now. Um, blah, blah, blah. He says who he is and all the things he does that mm-hmm. are really important. And then... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only joking. He um, is sports editor at Icon Books, which is an independent non-fiction publisher based in London. But he works remotely in Leeds, he says. Nice. Um, so he's been listening for a few weeks. Um, and he got in. T- well, a he got in touch to send us a crazy story, Ooh. which nice. I've stolen yeah. and is one of mine. Oh, really? <laughs> no, oh, so it's not. It's mine. Oh. It's no. I mean, he sent us it. He was like, but it's a big story. It's not like. But no, I mean, I should have. What I should have done is we should have done a minisode of the listeners' stories. Ah, What's right. actually happened is I've stolen it, ripped it off as my own story mm-hmm. okay. cool. so, so it's not actually his story though like it no. didn't happen to him okay. no but he knows the guy who oh, it did happen cool. um but one of the other reasons he got in touch was to say that um remember lois long from the lipstick yeah. the lipstick episode yeah. Yeah. big fan yeah so he, and someone one of us said i think it might be new abigail said um that you'd really like to listen that you'd like to read a book about her oh she's featured in a book called flapper by joshua zeitz Oh, cool. Yeah, he, so yeah. he just mentioned that. And then he said how much of a big fan he was, and then he invited me to something, and yeah, that's pretty much it. And oh, then nice. said, have a lovely nice. weekend. This was just oh, you a too. long way yeah. for Robin to brag that she's got a date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, got, I've got friends, what about you guys? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. it's really nice, Cheers, wasn't it? Yeah. Cheers, Mike. Yeah, because you do see, you see like the numbers on the screen, but you forget mm, that not many. The, number, yeah, <laughs> the numbers represent a person. Yeah. That person is Michael. Oh, um, so yeah, so Thanks, Michael. Yeah, nice thanks, Mike. I need to make a note of that book. 
because I will get oh, it. Oh, yeah. Flapper. So, Flapper, yeah, it's called. Yeah, I remember Flapper. She'll probably <laughs> yeah. remember the name Josh of like, the author. He's actually linked to it as well, so I can oh. send you the link. Oh, thank you. Good luck. Um, Good luck. Yeah, so that's that. Um, and I'm going to do his story today. Shall I do it? Yeah, I'll do it today, actually. I'm What's the tone of yours? Because we had to discuss. Because um, I've got two quite dark ones, so dark. we need to... Very dark. By yeah. two, he means that we are once again recording these Doing back double, to back. Yeah, mm-hmm. double whammy recording. Yeah. yeah. Um, double decker recording. Is that? Ooh, remember so double deckers. Got, is it, good. Yeah, have yeah. you got a dark one now and then a slightly lighter one I'll do a one dark later? one this week and the next week's will be a light one. So that's two dark ones this week. So I'll do... Well, I've got one that's dark and then I've got one that's very dark. I'll do the very dark one next week. Okay. So okay, we'll... we'll Give me your titles then. Um... You go first. Mine is not creatively for this podcast, based on a true story. And the title is oh, based okay. on a true story. Mine is title of mine is a, a true story. Oh, <laughs> you guys. Um, mine, uh, mine is a, mine's the story of the Stockwell Strangler. So okay. sorry that I it wasn't. It's not very cryptic. I just find those cryptic ones real hard. Yeah. Well, I actually kind of want to hear Rick's first because he, he was so vague that yeah. now I need to know. Otherwise, it'll eat away at me throughout yours and oh, I'll be you able can't to enjoy, enjoy mine. It. Yeah. 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 Okay, fine. Yeah, All right. On. It's an old timey one again. Yes. Because yes. I like the old timey ones. You do. Oh, shit. I can't even read my own handwriting. <laughs> this would uh, be you did. a terrible time for us to find out you're illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever do that for fun? Like, Try pretend to that you can't read in like a funny what? children's way. No. Yeah, like like for on. fun alone, or like yeah, just like to wind someone up or whatever. Huh. Like go like this. Hope <laughs> you d- don't m- mind. Yeah, this no. is a fucking the, party. Yeah, I don't do that. Un- Although, so, it's it's really annoying. Today, I find that really annoying. As I was writing my notes, I did think, oh god, why do I have to write like manually <laughs> yeah. write? Oh, with using paper. using yeah, your own hands. Yeah, and I was writing quite La- a, a longish word like Norwegian. Oh, and no. I was like, "How oh, cock to the E," and I thought, "Oh, this fucking boring. hell, <laughs> Jesus! I've got another five letters before I finish." Um, right. I also enjoyed today that you wrote in your notebook, and then you accidentally somehow managed to flip your notebook over and back to front and wrote upside down in it yeah. by accident. Well, we, I'm glad that I'm doing <laughs> yeah. the story I wrote the correct way around first and okay. then I'll do the upside down story next nice. week. Nice, nice. Um, so in, right, hang on, in 1775 slash 76, because it era. took a while, Yep. Um, there was a Scouse instrument maker, as in he was a Scouser, um, called <laughs> Henry Whiteside, who had been commissioned to design... Uh, a, a lighthouse not the white house a lighthouse <laughs> a lighthouse um, having never really done it before he'd never done a lighthouse before no but, but people he, had yeah people had yeah they existed yeah. Um, and he was good at making instruments so he was like yeah go on they're the same <laughs> I, I can have a go with that um, so he built he did design one and build one um, that was on two tiny rock clusters in the Irish Sea just off the coast of uh, Pembrokeshire in Wales Ooh. on the Marlow Peninsula. That was so Sounds many nice. locations. Yeah, yeah, I just thought to give you some details. Yeah. Um, just because we've got whereabouts is Pembrokeshire? Um, right, you know, imagine Wales. Mm-hmm. You know, like the little tail at the furthest bottom. That's kind of like oh yeah, the little the Land's little... End of Wales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, little... it, is that Land's End or John O'Groats? That's Land's End, isn't it? At the bottom, like the tail yeah. of yeah. of Britain. Yeah. The, the whale's tail. The whale's tail. It's just off the... <laughs> okay. Whales. Funny. Um, Funny. So, oh yeah, I made a note 
because um, I thought, oh, this is a bit of trivia that people might not know, and particularly for our American listeners, um, where the term scouser comes from, just oh, as a bit of side yes. trivia. Um, it com- it's short for lobscouse, um, which uh, was a meal eaten by sailors related to the Norwegian word uh, lapscouse and the German word lobscouse, um, which are basically just like stews and hot pots. But if, if you're from Merseyside, you might have a bowl of scouse, which is like a beef stew ah. with bits, you know, bits thrown So is that in. a thing that, that yeah, scousers know about? Town, and, yeah, because it was a part of town. Lots of sailors yeah. would eat lob scouse, and then they got known as scousers. There you go. Oh, so so if you said, oh, I'm going to have a bowl of scouse, scousers would know what that was now. I think most would, yeah. yeah. I'd forgot, like, that. I forgot that I'd had bowls of scouse in the past, and when uh, I was like, I'll just find out that. It's a nice little bit of trivia. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. from that food Scousers eat all the time, apparently. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he made this lighthouse. Um, it took him like a year to build. Uh, oh, my nuts are fucking all crazy all over here. Um, <laughs> and basically, lighthouses aren't like how you would imagine them now. They're not like towered constructs. Oh, yeah. Um, his was essentially nine oak pillars um, with like a, a compartment suspended on top with a light suspended on the top of that. It's a bit like a treehouse on stilts. Whoa. So, yeah, they're not, like, walled buildings. Had you ever seen a lighthouse before at this point? Um, you might have. <laughs> he made a prototype with iron legs that hadn't worked. I mean, at the at the, at the sea, In an the sea, iron, yeah. bad combo, was, Well, he didn't know that he was making violins. That's true. But he made this, this wood, with wooden legs, Yeah. Um, which mostly worked. It swayed a lot. Okay. Um, but that was probably good because it wouldn't destroy the structure. Although, um, after he made it, in the January following, I think in 1777, um, he went out to like go and like be there for a bit to test it, see if everyone was working. And he went with his, his blacksmith because he's like, oh, we need to make improvements. It's not strong enough. Uh, and he got stranded there for a month. <gasps> oh, wow. Straight away, stranded because the weather's so bad there. Um, and to get out, they wrote uh, messages in bottles and just chucked them out the window. No. Uh, one end up in... Galway in Ireland because it's in the Irish Sea. The other two actually made it to shore uh, and he'd wrote uh, in one of his notes, immediate assistance to fetch us off the small island before next spring he meant like the coming spring Um, or we fear we shall perish, uh, all perish our water nearly all gone our fire quite gone and our houses in a most melancholy melancholy manner Aww, so they I mean, were both a bit be, sad yeah, yeah. Um, it was basically like sad boys yeah, <laughs> yeah. and he wrote he's like oh. oh i need sir something of this company's coming fetch me and two days later the letter did arrive so he was saved which is nice yeah. um but like so this was like a viable lighthouse and it kept going um and then so to be a lighthouse keeper you need to be of a certain temperament because it's really fucking dangerous mm. and you're really really lonely basically for a lot of time of the year and given that it's the 18th century um all lighthouses were owned privately by private companies looking after the ships and whatnot um and it wasn't uncommon that if a company went bankrupt or just got absorbed by some other company people might not know you're on that lighthouse there might not be a rescue party to come and get you you might not know when so you these, see land next. Th- they were on an island. Yeah, it's twenty miles off the coast okay. on like a little patch of rocks. Right. Um, I guess if you were part of the land, they would remember that you were there. And they'd you'd be, like, hope so. Door, like, yeah. Oh, by the way. Oh mate, yeah, if it was a land-based yeah. one, yeah, they would just be like, "Don't go down there. Like, <laughs> yeah. What's that big building?" Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, uh, interesting side again, a little side note that I thought Abby would like. Um, the light, but oh, the light in a lighthouse can do have various um, modes, oh. but one of its modes is called the occulting mode. Oh. I do love that. Yep. What does that mean? What does it look it's more boring like? than it sounds. Mm. The occulting mode is when the light is on more frequently than it's off, appear making the light appear as though it is turning off intermittently, as opposed to a flashing mode where it's off more than it's on. And the idea being that, like, when a light flashes, it flashes on. If a light is an occulting, oh, it occults off. Yeah. yeah. So it's oh, like, yeah. yeah um, so instead of, yeah, flashing on it. Yeah, it goes like light, off. dark, light, yeah, dark. Just dark, 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 dark. Yeah. There you go. Bit of a cult. I, I saw the word occulting. I thought, well, better find out what that is. Yeah. Thank that's you. a saucy one. I love being thought of. Yeah. So uh, in 1801, the lighthouse is still, still going. Uh, mm. Still going to this day, actually. Just is it? Trivia, yeah, still stands. It's been, it's been like what the wooden thing. It's been like built and upgraded, but not okay. for many men. Not until the middle of the nineteenth century did it get fixed up. Mm. So two men are sent to go and be lighthouse keepers: mm. uh, a Mister Thomas Howell and a Mister Thomas Griffiths. Okay. Um, so I will just call them Howell and Griffiths. Yeah, because yeah, otherwise it's Tom and Tom. Yeah. Um, Howell was a cooper, a former cooper, mm-hmm. a man who makes barrels, mm-hmm. uh, and Griffith was a generic. It just says labourer. It could be anything in it. Just a man. Yeah. Just, yeah. just a lifted, manly man. He lifted yeah. stuff um, for things. They were both married, not to one another. Um, <laughs> time was... It wasn't accepting that at those times. I would yeah. watch that film. Though. Yeah, me <laughs> too. Uh, and they both had families. Okay. So um, they land on the island and they're there for a while. Uh, and then the distress goes up, the distress signal, um, which is a, a, effectively just a flag saying... We are in distress. Come right. and help. What on the lighthouse? Yeah. yeah. Why uh, would you not use the light? Well, <laughs> interestingly enough, so the, um, the light just functions as regs. It just comes on when it needs to come on, goes okay. off when it needs to come on, and is going along. But there's a the the distress flag is up. So um, hold on, it doesn't really even need people in it then. No, it does. Like it, uh, you need the lighthouse keepers to turn the lights on enough. There's no electricity. It's eighteen oh one. Ah, oh, so, so they the need li- to light a fire in the yeah. They like they, they turn the oil on or whatever. Oil. Like uh, it needs to be. I see. And I think the the, so the lenses need to. Yeah, the lenses need to be maintained. Oh yeah. Um, so there must sense. be like some machinery to like cover the light up, so you don't yeah. have to keep turning it on and off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the distress flag goes up because there's no Morse code system yet, and um, the British Navy, which at the time is the most powerful navy on the planet, still communicates with semaphore. No, um, right. Like flag waving, That's the flag. Gar- yeah. like people waving flags. Flags, yeah. yeah. Um, so communication's bad. Uh, on top of it, it's out in the middle of the Irish Sea, so it's actually really hard to get to. So people do try to get there because the distress flags up, but the the light's still going up, and the people get quite close to the island without being able to make landfall, and they can see the silhouette of a man in the lighthouse. Um, occasionally waving to them, they can't hear him like screaming or anything, so they just think, oh well. You know the light's still coming on, so whatever it can't be can't be that bad. Oh, um, oh, but they do keep they do keep trying to get back there. Fuck you guys! Um, <laughs> after four months of the distress flag being up, sailors finally make landfall, uh, and they meet Howell, um, who relays the tragedy that befell the lighthouse at Small Island. So after they'd been there for a while, you, that gave me like a little shiver. You made it sound so creepy. Oh, cool, cool. It gets fucking creepier. Uh, um, so after a couple of days, there, after a, a while, there, um, 
Griffith um, began to be complaining of pain and sickness. Oh, now, no. the account's not entirely certain on what happened, um, but it's certain that after two days of his complaining that um, he dies. Shit. Um, some accounts say that like there's an accident involved, like, but not okay. like like oh, I was sick and I fell down the stairs or something like uh, that. Okay. Um, but um, Howell, um, what is known about these two men is that they didn't exactly get on with each other and they were known oh, to violently yeah. argue. Oh, for God's sake. Who sent them to? I know. Oh, it's this is ridiculous. Movie, but Howell is aware of this fact and is worried that... Um, so he's like, he, he's dead and I'm trapped on this island. I could put his body into the ocean. But then he's like, if I do that, um, I will be accused of murder. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's, as far as we know, he's an innocent man. Yeah. So um, he just keeps like yeah. Griffith in the living quarters with him for oh, a while god. Um, for I think what I, I think is about three months oh my god um, which they're not anywhere else yeah. this is well, stupid like, I after don't a while. know the layout of like house, <laughs> yes. but it's another um, room. I'll show you. Well, well, the picture I'll get for this episode will be of the original, and it's basically like a tiny living compartment um, that's like a um, like a treehouse, like, okay. like I think. And then it's yeah. got like the light, and then everything else is like long legs going down, a bit like a tripod from War of the, mm. War of the Worlds, but with nine legs. Um, yeah. So after like, I think it's like three and a half months, um, you can no longer deal with the fact there's a fucking corpse in the room with him, mm. and it's starting to putrefy. And, yeah, definitely. Um, so utilizing his old cooping skills and his woodworkery skills. Oh, fuck. Um, Hal builds a casket okay. for Griffiths. Fine. You should have um, had that at the start. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he should have really been thinking, shouldn't he? Yeah. Um, and what he does is he takes it, because um, obviously the stench as well, mm. he takes it out onto the gantry around the light um, and lashes the corpse and the um, the casket to the gantry so yeah. that it's someplace. It blow off. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he goes back to... Uh, so the entire time, he's also been maintaining the lamp, which is why oh, right. no one's ever understood... Like, he, he didn't stop doing the light. He ke- he maintained his duties as a lighthouse on his own. I mean, good on him in a way. Yeah. But also, but, I would have been like, fuck this. I yeah. would have been, get me out of this hellhole. Yeah. But here's the thing. The storm does not subside and continues and gets worse, <sighs> um, eventually destroying the casket and Griffith's um, deceased body lists and is blown around in the wind. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. To the point where... Um, his body is like swinging in front of the living, the qu- the living quarters, uh, and the description is that the wind moves his arms in such a way <laughs> as though it's beckoning gri- oh um, Howl, like telling him to come outside. Um, so yeah, after so the distress signal's up for four months. Um, Fucking hell. Griffith says that Howl. Um, sorry, Howl says that Griffith is lashed outside for three weeks. So oh. he's got. I guess he'd shut the curtains, wouldn't he? I, would. I mean, I don't even know if there, <laughs> there are curtains on. Well, I guess there's not, because you've got to go I'd see the make, boats, haven't you? Uh, like, I'd make some curtains. Maybe he wouldn't just stop lighting it at that point, just to get anyone yeah. to... Yeah. So, eventually, um, yeah, and that goes on and on and on. So, he's trapped with a corpse in a room for three months, and then for a further three weeks, the <laughs> decaying body yeah. of a man he's worried people would think is murdered is swinging outside. Oh, my God. Um, Eventually, landfall is made and he is rescued. Um, and when people meet him, um, they say that not only is he physically emaciated and visibly a changed man, so much so that his friends 
don't recognise him. He has gone quite insane. I mean, yeah. I mean, at yeah. what had happened to him. I'd be very him. surprised if he hadn't. At that yeah. Yeah. I'd be like murderer. If yeah, he hadn't gone he's insane gone. At that yeah. Point. But yeah, like I think you know, you give statements and everything seemed to yeah. pan out. Like if you'd murder someone, you wouldn't hold on to the cops, no. presumably. You wouldn't torment yourself with it. Yeah, you wouldn't <laughs> yeah. go like, and now to drive like... myself crazy. <laughs> And you wouldn't raise the distress flag at all. No. Yeah, you'd exactly. Just, you'd throw him in the sea and then you'd be just like, be done with well, it. Yeah, well, oh, he went missing. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, oh, I was looking for him and he must have fallen off you the just, like, lighthouse. Just like Virginia Wolf didn't the same yeah. one day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but because of the the incident at small at the small lighthouse, lighthouse it's called, um, the government changed the rules and said that there had to be three men yeah, occupying. I think that's if case anyone died, the remaining man wouldn't go insane, would have some company. Yeah. Um but like it's been adapted this a bunch of times. Um there was a I think there was a radio drama based on it and a play. And there was a twenty sixteen BBC drama and there's a film coming out next month starring Robin Patterson Robert Patterson and Willem Dafoe. I think it's loosely based on it. Ooh, it's like which a, one's the corpse and which one's the... I don't know. I've only seen the trailer and I thought, oh, that looks fucking good. I oh. assumed they would be the same age up until this point. Yeah, yeah I, I did, know. Yeah. But, mm. but yeah, it's by the guy who made The the Witch, The Vivitch. Oh, it's a good Rob, film. Robert Eggers, is it? But he's doing it as like a psychological Lovecraftian oh. drama, so I think Sounds it's going to look good. cool. So that's why it was based on a oh, true story. That made me feel right weird. It's creepy, that, isn't yeah, it? It's a good so creepy creepy. One. Yeah. yeah, liked it. Ten out of ten. Yeah. Yes, ten yeah. out of ten. Yeah, boom. Ooh, that, yeah, I mean that's it. Is up we don't, there yeah. Watch we it. don't yeah. normally rank them, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could do the other ten out of ten. <laughs> no, we could do a best of episode at one point where yeah. we where we oh, cool. cut together all the best. We could do a ha- Halloween episode and be like, <gasps> "Welcome, it's me, the crypt, <laughs> the podcast we'll creep." Put, we'll, put Jada, Jada, make, we'll make Jada put loads of sound effects like, Arr. "Yeah, yeah, that'd be good," and like a, a cackling witch and stuff. Just have a girl enjoying the stories. Spiders on my face. (laughs) Not even offended. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah. (laughs) That was great. What's the spider Um, what's what's the spider effect? I was gonna say what's the sound effect of spiders in your mouth? (laughs) I don't know. I've I've got well, I haven't got a fit. Well, I, I'm scared of dead spiders. I'm mm. fine with live spiders, but I'm scared of dead spiders. That makes no sense it, to me. I know, I know it doesn't make sense. And I can't explain it other than when I was a teenager, I slept in an attic bedroom. Mm-hmm. And a couple of times I woke up in the morning to find dead squash spiders in my bed. Where they'd obviously like oh. got in the bed with me thinking, oh, this this is kind of nice and warm mm-hmm. and dry. And then I'd rolled on them <laughs> or something <laughs> in the night. So <laughs> well, then, I think yeah. spiders need to be afraid of the living you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I didn't do it on purpose. But then I, and I always think, and it happened multiple times. Mm-hmm. Like that normally doesn't happen to someone at all in their life. But it happened multiple times to me um, in a short color. space of time. Yeah, and I do wonder how many got in my mouth. And oh, I just those. never found out. Yeah, definitely. They say that, what is it, that eight in your life or something? You eight eat, a year. You eat. No. It's like that's too many. Ten in your You'd life. You'd find like legs it? in your teeth and stuff no. if it was eight. They go all the way down, you climb all the way down your esophagus, <clears throat> and then your esophagus closes and just chokes them out. <clears throat> you know what, actually? <clears throat> that really reminds me. Yesterday I made a cup of tea. Well, I made one for me and one for James. And the spider's and legs were off. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spider's legs tea, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't tell James this story but I didn't listen to this podcast so it's fine um I on in his cup of tea mm. when I went to take the tea bag out or when I went to put the milk in there was a dead spider in there floating 
and it was its legs weren't curled up. You know how a dead spider normally their legs just curl yeah, up. Yes, uh, the water kind of tension keeps out. them stretched out. I think. Yeah, so I think it, what it was was live before I poured the water in. Yeah. I mean, I obviously tipped out the whole cup of tea for James and made him another one. That's nice of you. Um, yeah, but he wouldn't have known. No. You know, like, but making I'd, me sad. Yeah, I just feel re, re- sad that yeah. I accidentally <laughs> boiled the little yeah. spider. This story about a serial killer is going to cheer us up. <laughs> oh yeah. It? yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Great. So let me do it now then. Okay, so this is the stock, the story of the Stockwell Strangler. Um, it's from the email mm-hmm. that we got. Um, but I thought from, you said email and it was so confusing. Yeah, that email, <laughs> that that email, email we does, got. You know? <laughs> Michael sells the email. Um, it's his. So it's someone he knows who wrote who wrote this book. He's now. Mm-hmm. I think the guy who wrote it is now a radio producer, um, and he is called Peter Everett. But at the time. Or not at the time, but at the time of the story, he was um, he worked in a mortuary. Um, he was like a junior mor- mortuary Tician. person, yeah, mortician. Um, and he, within six years, climbed to be like king boss. of the dead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he was just like climbing drawers <laughs> <laughs> inside, like up all the like, yeah, ugh. yeah gross. Uh, they they like going to the mortuaries on the ceiling. Mm. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, so P- Peter Everett. Yeah, so oh, he now sorry, he now runs a TV production company. Oh, but I think cool. he used to be radio. Good for him. And also was ghostwritten by a guy called Chris Hollington. Never forget the ghost writer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a best-selling author and ghostwriter, and several of his books have been adapted for TV. Oh, so yeah. good for him. Cracking. Right, so uh, so I'm going to tell it in a bit of a weird order. But it's partly because um, this is a story that it's in, this is the order that it's in in the book. The book, by the way, is called Corrupt Bodies, and it's highly readable. And mm. I could have I read one chapter for this, but I could have read many chapters, and Ooh. in fact, I will. So, yeah, right. So, twenty seventh of June, nineteen eighty six. It was quite a big heat wave at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, probably similar but maybe not quite as strong as the one that we've just had mm-hmm. or to the listeners we had a few weeks back I guess yeah. that's where it goes for a couple of weeks um, so there's a guy called Fred Prentice who was 73 years old um, he'd been struggling to sleep in the heat um, and he lived in like a all people's home essentially mm-hmm. like a care home and he heard footsteps along the corridor outside the room and um, this was in on Cedars Road in Clapham, uh, which is now a very fancy part of London, but I think at the time was a yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, but he was on the first floor, floor, and and had his windows open. Um, so and um, the other thing was it was staffed. The home was staffed twenty four hours a day, mm-hmm. like it was a proper people's home. Um, he saw um, like a shadow go past the glass of the door, um, and then it came back basically and like paused outside the door um and then he 
sat up when mm-hmm. he saw the door starting to open. So somebody came into the room. Are you creeped out? I can't stop swallowing. Yeah, <laughs> I need to clear some stuff. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> Everyone all right now? Yeah. I've been holding yeah. that in so long. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so the guy came into the room. Um, he Fred. So Fred tried to turn on the, the lamp, um, but the guy jumped on to his bed grabbed him by the shoulders and like pushed him down um he he tried to like shout um but the guy put his put his hand over his mouth um and had it press his put his knees on his chest so like he couldn't mm-hmm. move or anything um so fred was like obviously panicking like in a big way as you would if someone came mm-hmm. into Panicking in a big way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's a quote actually from eighty mm. whatever year Fred, old Fred yeah. in the nineteen eighties. He was I was burr panicking, mate. <laughs> in a big way. <laughs> yeah. So Fred was um like like panicking. Mm-hmm. Um and in a big way. And bear panicking um, is what he's it. Yeah. Um and the guy was like grinning and put like a finger to his lips and like kind of joked about it was kind of like joking that he should be quiet um and then but then and then he like reached his throat um and fred was like thrashing around like Mm -hmm. bear panicking (laughs) um and he tried to scream but he like couldn't because he's been strangled um and then um yeah he started to get dizzy and then the attacker like loosened his grip because basically He's obviously like getting off on it, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, and the guy and the guy was going like quietly going kill, 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 which is really creepy. That's isn't it? fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. Why is he literally the basilisk from Harry Potter? Know, right? <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so just uh, just as he was like almost unconscious, he had like a last thrash around mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. And um, and managed to his arm. He managed to get his arm up and hit the panic button for the nurses. Nice. Good work, yeah. Fred. Yeah. So uh, there was like an alarm noise and like uh, there's a telephone. I think rings in like where the nurses mm-hmm. are. Um, and then he, the dude like th- like threw him on the f- threw Fred on the floor because he's like only a little dude. Um, and then ran away. Mm-hmm. So. That's Fred's close encounter. He survived to tell the tale. Um, however, the next day, um, there were two in the mortuary. There were two elderly men, um, found, like lying on the slabs. Um, so they've both been they've both been found strangled. They were both from the same nursing home, um, and wow. at least one of them had been sexually assaulted. Maybe two, but it was hard to know from the from like one thing said just one and then the other one said both so i don't know hmm. uh they were 84 year old valentine glime gleam glime That's i reckon a sick name. Hmm. yeah he was a, a former british army officer and 94 year old <sighs> polish born the big new i said that real slow but i think mm-hmm. if you sped that up that would be close to the right pronunciation well, you can get it right in the edit yeah, I actually tried to write it out phonetically for mm-hmm. myself, but I think phonetically actually made it worse than <laughs> had it if I'd have just gone for it. Anyway, uh, so there's a quote from the book. So it's like told from the perspective of inside the mortuary where mm-hmm. the guy was. 
um uh so the guy there's uh okay i'll just do a quote quote um stabbings and blunt blunt instruments i see every week professor johnson continued removing his surgical gloves i might see a strangling once every five years it's an inefficient way to kill somebody it takes a long time and when a person is fighting for their life they can summon up huge reserves of strength professor johnson Mm. paused for a moment glancing at me and i could tell from that look what he was about to say next and we've and we've seen another strangling of an elderly person just a few weeks ago, end quote. Um, so what what he said was like that the earlier that month there'd been another body found. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, 67-year-old Janet Crockett who had been like widowed quite recently and she was chairperson of her tenants association. And like basically people described her as being, you know, popular with her neighbours and had like an active life. Mm-hmm. Um, she was only 67. I, I always think, I, I was thinking this this afternoon when I went for my lunch. Um, you know, like where, whenever you see like a crime documentary and mm. like it kind of describes like either the victim or the perpetrator is like, oh, well-respected member of the mm. community or an outsider who people, yeah. I realised that I would be the latter. I would be like... So I'm not really a member of any communities. Like, mm. I know a few people, but I wouldn't say I was a member of the community. Mm. So if I was ever murdered or killed someone, I would be one of the oh, outsiders. I don't think... No, not at all. No. He, was a, he was an outsider, but well-loved by his close friends. Oh, maybe. Which is just yeah. a Barnum statement, isn't it? Because that could be anyone. Yeah. yeah, maybe. But I wouldn't be uh, the member of the community. Yeah, I think when they say member of the community, they just mean they've they've got friends. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think yeah. they know what that phrase. Means. I always assume it's like someone who's like running, does raffles, volunteering, and, and yeah, going to like town meetings. Yeah, yeah. there's a tumble. I think if I did some killings, at first they'd be like, "Oh, it's just an absolute mystery. We don't know what happened." And they start like looking at my tweets and stuff and be like, mm, "Hold on, it was me. <laughs> a bit strong. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. I did it. I did it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm about to do a killing. <laughs> um, no, I'm not going to do a killing." you always think as well on that you always think that you would be the one you'd be the fred don't you you always think i'd find a way to like mm. survive but yeah. most people aren't freds most people no. are janets unfortunately mm. um anyway she had she had four children and she lived in a first floor again a first floor flat um in stockwell um so i'll do another quote should i do another quote yeah no. <laughs> that was so it's like a robot then. <laughs> it was like a DVD player ejecting. <laughs> I've never made that noise before in my entire life. I bet people listening to it thought that the podcast had gone wrong. <laughs> oh god. Um oh, basically I won't do it I won't do it as a quote, but basically, um she'd had she had like um loads of framed like dozens of framed photos in her room of like all mm-hmm. different family members and her, her husband and stuff and they'd and when they found her body they'd all been turned around to face the wall or like laid face down ashamed um, yeah. ashamed of his crimes yeah yeah um they also found like her nightdress like folded neatly next to her bed might um, indicate that he knew her well when they when when they lifted it up it was like completely torn so it obviously just been like ripped from a body um yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i knew you wouldn't like this one yeah. i almost oh, yeah. didn't do it because i was like it's too great um, i've got a story next week you're not gonna like <laughs> <laughs> um 
so yeah basically the pathologists all started speaking to each other Mm -hmm. because the thing about london i think that happens more than in other cities is a lot because the population is so high a lot of services are actually quite close to each other geographically Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that for example there's a they were the pathologists in stockwell Mm -hmm. then there were some in like i don't know Oh, I should have re- Tooting Broadway. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> geographically, yeah. within walking. I don't know. That might other. not be closer. It actually well. is. is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It actually, is like. I, mean, I just you know, remember really that legal. from being on the underground. Yeah, mm. yeah. You probably the do next actually. stop is Tooting yeah, Broadway. Line. Yeah. Is it on the north? That'll yeah. be why I know that'll it. Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all go on the north. <laughs> 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 when you go to London, you exclusively travel on the north. If it's not on the northern line, you're not going. Is the northern line brown as well? No. Black. Is it black? It goes uh, all the way up to Leeds, another line. That's how we know it. I fucking wish Whenever it did. That's yeah, the problem, no, we, doesn't yeah. <laughs> um, it? Spit yeah. of uh, politics there for the yeah. American listener that's going oh, yeah. on in the UK. Oh, yeah, they, they don't know. They don't know our pain. Um, I mean, they'd know our pain if they, if they live in like a town that doesn't really have public transport. You can't really get around very easily. And it's so expensive to even get the train to the next mm. town. Mm-hmm. Then they'll know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah the pathologists were all kind of like speaking to each other um, because it's like you know the the professor said like it's very unusual to have mm-hmm. stranglings um, they so they what they realised was there were that those weren't the first victims and they'd actually been even more so the first one they reckon was 78 year old retired school teacher Nancy Ems who died on the 9th of April then uh, there were those that we've already talked about. The fifth one was a guy called William Carmen, who was 84, followed by 74-year-old William Downs. Um, the final victim was Florence Tisdall, who was 83 years old um, and a widow who lived on her own. Um, eventually what happened was, which I think is actually really impressive, mm-hmm. the police manually went through thousands and thousands and thousands okay. of fingerprints yeah, mm-hmm. in the database. Because obviously in the 80s, they didn't have anything that could electronically match yeah. Yeah. things. I don't even know if they have that now, to be fair. And normally what you would do with fingerprints is you would match it. You, you, they would use fingerprints to match um, the things found at the the fingerprints found at the scene of the crime to... A suspect that they already had you yeah. know like someone they'd already arrested or someone they already suspected um it was it was very rare to like manually go through a database and the press had been really um they hadn't tipped off the press at first because mm-hmm. they knew they'd been uproar um then eventually the press found out and they they obviously did the normal scaremongering stuff yeah. that they did um so yes Eventually, so eventually they matched, the fingerprints matched uh, 24-year-old Kenneth Erskine, who was eventually convicted of seven murders, but they reckon it was at least 11, Shit. and actually prob- probably more, because yeah. old people, especially like strangling can be quite difficult. If if someone doesn't know what they're looking for, yeah, hmm. it can be quite difficult and to... Like, if an old person just pops off in the night, yeah. you yeah. don't first think, oh... That's suspicious. Like yeah. a ninety-four-year-old not waking up one day is sad. Yeah, but it's not unusual. Yeah. yeah, and like, and also like, you know, things can look like, I don't know, that they had they struggled to breathe for for some mm. reason. Yeah, or, you know, like it, it's they, um, and also it takes quite. It can take if, if an old person lives on their own, it can take quite a while to find them. Mm. So one of the cases that's suspected, the guy died many months before. Oh, wasn't Jesus. Yeah, Fuck. so. 
they can't obviously place place on him so what's his name kenneth erskine is um in broadmoor mm. at the moment um he's he's he got convicted of murder and then he, his sentence was reduced to manslaughter with diminished responsibility because he um is quite severely mentally ill mm-hmm. um he's got some kind of schizophrenia and something else i don't know um and he's unlikely to be freed until at least 2028 so we've got i reckon nine years until we have to panic what the um fuck? did john monson interview him for his psychopath test oh, he might he might have done i don't know he interviewed someone at broadmoor uh, broadmoor is the big the, the big, big place yeah. though isn't it yeah oh uh, wakefield yeah it feels like the yeah, worst. Yeah, Wakefield actually is. Yeah, is it, I read a thing. I might be wrong about this. Uh, Wakefield Prison, which is just down the road from where we record, basically, mm. um, is the Europe's biggest. Um, what do they call it? High, High security, security prison. prison. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's only got like sixty people in there, and they're all yeah. the worst. Well, that's that's the difference. Broadmoor's a hospital, technically. Yeah. It's like a secure hospital. Um, and but yeah, like, Wakefield's like for the, peop- for the people. Arkham Asylum is it? Is a hospital? Is yeah. like it's for the yeah. criminally. No, wait, for the people who are nutters, but yeah, not They wouldn't call Ill. it yeah. a hospital for the criminally deranged, but. No, but. Hmm. Well, but yeah. Um, it, it's my sister's a mental health nurse, and she said like one of her friends works at Broadmoor, mm-hmm. and all the time journalists are going to, pretending to be healthcare workers trying to get like stories out of Broadmoor. It's nuts, mm. isn't it? That's but they can always amazing. tell, like straight away, they can always tell who's a journalist and who isn't because of all the questions that they ask. Yeah. Even if they wait a couple of weeks before they start asking any questions, like they can always tell who's a journalist. They've got their, they got a little hat on with a little card and it says press. Yeah, and the microphone <laughs> is a giveaway yeah. as well. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so he'll be he'll be only sixty five when he's freed if he if he does get freed in twenty twenty eight, which is, he had one of the harshest sentences. Um, so it's very unlikely that he will be freed mm. then, especially if he's not, if he's still as severely mentally ill as he was, which I think if you're ill enough to murder at least seven people. Yeah, it seems like going to... You ain't going to get well, are you? Bro- yeah, you go to Broadmoor, you're not, you're not there to serve out, well, you are serving out the sentence, yeah. but... It's not informative, yeah. is it? Yeah, you're not yeah. Be like, to the yeah. yeah. Well, it's been yeah. long enough. It's you're no longer violently yeah. schizophrenic yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, thanks, exactly. Um Yeah. So there you go. That's the story of the Stockwell Strangler. I, I don't know. know yeah, I don't know yeah. about him. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, uh, finding out about new, not new serial killers, but because you know, there's always like the big ones, the big mm. like celebrity name yeah. ones. Then, but then yeah. when you find out about lesser known ones, it's always quite creepy because it feels like, how did anyone, why have we forgotten yes. someone who killed like five, to, what was it, five? confirmed pensioners seven, seven confirmed and, and at least 11 yeah. they reckon yeah like during Ridgeway in America the Green River Killer like he mm. killed so many women and people just yeah. talk about Ted Bundy and yeah all that. yeah anyway um, that was that was dark yeah I've got a, I've got a darker story I think I've got an as dark story next week well I've got a nice one next week that's good okay. so that's good so we'll do mine we'll end on a nice yeah. I'm gonna quit we can have yours <laughs> as dessert corrections um, Corrections. Any corrections, Abigail? Yes. <laughs> Not yes. <laughs> Do I have any? Yeah. Um, well, some of these are just confirmation. So Land's End is indeed the little tail bit of Cornwall. <laughs> uh, looks like a little boot, to be honest, so I'm calling it the Italy of Wales from oh, now on. Oh, yes, I like yeah, it. Um, Pembrokeshire 
is in the southeast of Wales. Mm-hmm. Nice. The witch is just pronounced. Do that. The, oh yeah. <laughs> the witch is just pronounced the witch. It's just, yeah, but it's yeah, like Robert Eggers directed it. Oh, is, yeah. is that? Oh, it's pronounced the witch. It is yeah, called, yeah. It's just a stylistic. Uh, I always say Vivich because yeah, the font, the Kearney on the letters looks dumb. Like Chverches, that band. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and what else have we got? Stockwell is six stops from Thinking oh, Broadway. That's quite a lot. That's no. more than I remember. Let me see if I can guess them. Have you got them 12 there? Twelve minutes. Yeah, go on. Oh, okay. Twelve minutes is nothing. So Stockwell. Um, Mind the mm, gap. I can tell you're going to Oval immediately. No. Oh fuck! Wait, Stockwell, Kennington. No, Brixton. No. No, Brixton. Not Brixton. No, I actually live right near Brixton. Is it? Um, the Excel Arena. All right, you said. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. No. Uh, another, another. Um, I feel like you do because these are really team, obvious ones. Uh, well, Angel. Some of, so some of them are Clapham. There's some Clapham. There's three Clapham. Clapham's are first. Oh, the Clapham's are first. Okay, yeah. the Clapham's are first. Ballum. Yes. Tooting Beck. Yeah, that's it. Tooting Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I, didn't, I got a bit confused there at the, at the top. I think it's because I felt like Brixton was part of it or there was something in the middle, but no. Dutin Becker's Beck's new experimental album. Where he just <laughs> yeah, where he <laughs> plays the trumpet. Doot, doot. <laughs> That's um, such a lame joke. I used to live, <laughs> it yeah. was, but I enjoyed telling I it. Enjoyed, so. I enjoyed hearing it. Tooting's great now these days. I used to live in quite mm. near Tooting Beck. I lived in Streatham, but I lived in If Tooting you Beck. love it so much, why don't you marry it? Shall we do uh, some thanks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's just move on from that. Yeah. Um, thank you to producer Jada, who, while is not recording with us today, mm-hmm. um, still has to edit, edit this, this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to you, the listener. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to Mike for writing yeah. that nice email. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Mike, yeah. His name yeah. was Mike, wasn't it? Mike Michael. Sales. Michael, no. yeah. Mike. Cells? Mickey. Well, Mickey, Mickey just, Sells. Mickey Sells. Mickey Sells. That's his white boy name. I've just become more familiar <laughs> with him and just started calling him Mike. Oh, okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, the thing about Patreon, please subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash The Overtake. Um, from as little as 230 plus VAT a month, mm-hmm. which is not very much money and it helps us a lot. And no one's paying any invoices in a moment. Like one company literally today was like, oh, yeah. Um, it's we're gonna do it at the start of August, and I'm like, it's the fucking start of August <laughs> now. Um, and also, yeah, and also, like, we did all the stuff in May, so just give us a fucking yeah. Money. It's not actually like negotiable when you no. pay people. No, we're not saying that any of you listeners work for these companies. We're no. just trying to express the difficulty. Yeah, I just, paid. I'm just angry. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. But so any kind of like sustainable revenue we can get you is know that, like, much appreciated. Um, uh, thingy bunny, what's her name? Catherine, I always forget her name. I don't know. Catherine, Catherine Tate. Bunny. No, oh, not Catherine. I love Catherine Tate. Tate. I, re- I recently. Uh, Jessica Rabbit, not Bunny. Jessica <laughs> right. Rabbit. Did I? You, you said Catherine Bunny. What's the reaction to your name? Catherine Bunny. That's I said grandma. Bunny, and then I was like, "Hang on, Catherine." <laughs> that's Jessica Rabbit's grandma. Yeah. You're like, sustainable. Sustainable. <laughs> um, sustainable income. <laughs> Give us well, a sustainable the actresses. Revenue. Oh, Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I knew I was close. Yeah. I was in the right ballpark. Uh, Catherine Bunny. But also, <laughs> Kath- Catherine Tate is 
Good. Yeah. She's, mm. she's, yeah. She's, <laughs> she's she's I think she's rare. deeply underrated, actually. Every time mm. I see her, in, like, in my head, she, I'm like, yeah, she's fine. And then I see her, see her in something, I'm like, no, she's fucking good. Every she's single so funny. Time. She can actually really act. Yeah, she can really yeah. act. And you don't think she can, but she really can. Yeah. Anyway. Where were we at? Uh, follow us on social media, at The Overtake and Everything, or at His Crazy Story. Jada is doing the Instagram, putting up all our pics. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a nice little thing that She's when you're listening, yeah, and when you're listening to the episode, you can be like, oh, wait, he says there's going to be a picture on Instagram. You can go right yeah. straight to Instagram and, and get made him. a note of the picture we're putting on Instagram. Did you? Yeah. That's helpful because we always have yeah. a bit of a panic at the last minute, yeah, the night do. before. <laughs> um, great. That is that. Yeah, I felt like there's something else I wanted to say. But just buy, mm-hmm. isn't it? Buy, buying that. Mm-hmm. Buy then. Yeah. Bye. Be gay and do crimes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Be gay and do crimes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Podcast over. Bye. Bye.